This is my tribe. 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 What's up? Welcome to the Tribe Night Messages podcast. Tribe Night is for students who are curious about faith and eager to discover how a relationship with Jesus could change their lives, their schools, and the heartland. For more information, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at cstone.students or text tribe to 94000. Hope you enjoy the message. My name is Beatrice and I'm a junior, and this is where I live. If you'd look where I live, you'd think my life is pretty much like yours. But if you really knew me, you know there's more to the story. I'm a first-generation immigrant from Brazil, and that means that life in my house can be crazy and chaotic and a little bit unconventional. And for example, we speak Portuguese at my house. So it's not always super easy for my parents to figure out school stuff when it's in a different language. And you know, sometimes at parties and stuff, I feel a little bit out of place and like I don't fit in, and even a little bit marginalized. But one thing I've learned from being in an immigrant family is to just embrace my identity, even if it's not like everyone else's, and to be confident in exactly who God made me to be. Hey, I get it, every family has a story. But you can't really know me until you know what it's like where I live. This isn't just my home. It's part of my story, and it's personal. What? We have two projectors again. So get up for that. And Mason, don't let say anything about who's winning tomorrow night, okay? We already know who's winning tomorrow night. It's not going to be Bama, I promise. Hey, 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 watch what you're saying. How's everybody doing? What is up with this mic? It keeps going out. Yeah, it probably is my fault. Hello, 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 hello. Cool. Is everybody doing good? Good week so far? Maybe. You guys look like you're having a really good time. Everyone's really excited. Good. I can always count on you. Maybe. Quit looking at me like that. <clears throat> so we're going to go into week two of the It's Personal series. Um, it's kind of a fun one. It is something that is... You have that. Thank you. Hello. All right, now we're good. So we're going into week two of the It's Personal series, and I've really enjoyed it because I think it. It's good because it kind of, it narrows in on us a lot and shows how Jesus interacts with who we are and how he truly cares about who we are. And today, that's what we're really going to get into is how Jesus cares about who we are, what we do, and what we care about. Um, when I was growing up, there was this guy in high school, 
and his name was Nathan. Um, he was a little bit older than me. He was a senior whenever I was a sophomore. And I thought this dude was like, I thought he was the coolest, like the coolest dude ever. He was, he was a pretty quiet guy, but he was super athletic and he was ridiculously smart. He played baseball and he was in all the advanced math classes and he killed his ACT test. Like he was going to go to a good school. He just, he had everything. And he was just an all around like super nice guy. Like I just looked up to him a lot. I thought he was really cool. And my dad and his dad were actually really good friends. So I had kind of grown up with him a little bit. And it wasn't like we were with each other every waking minute, but we hung out with each other weekly, and I got to see him all the time. So I got to know him pretty well, and I thought that I knew him pretty well. Then one week, he was, he was gone from school for a week. He usually took me to baseball practice. He wasn't there, and I was like, oh, where's this, where's he at? He didn't say anything, and it was weird because he didn't really do anything outside of, like, school activities, like he played baseball, and... That was about it. And so I was just, I was thinking, I don't know what's going on. Maybe he was sick. He has to be. But we had just hung out, like, not that long ago. So I didn't, I didn't think anything really of it. I had no idea. I just figured, oh, he's probably sick. And then he came back, and the teacher was, was asking him all these questions whenever he came back, as how his week was. She asked him stuff like, did you perform well? Asked if he had fun. And then... She was asking him other questions that seemed like he'd been somewhere that was, like, really important. He'd done something that week. It wasn't just sick. And I asked him later that day if he'd been on a trip or something, and he told me that he'd been in Chicago. And I thought that was super cool, but I was still confused. Like, all the questions she was asking, why were you in Chicago? So I asked him, you know, was there a travel baseball tournament or what was going on? What were you doing in Chicago? And he got a little bit nervous. And he got quiet, and then he finally, he finally answered, and he looks at me, and he goes, I actually had a really big violin performance in Chicago at this big school that I was trying to get into. And I was, like, completely shocked whenever he said that. And it's nothing against the violin or anything. I don't think that's bad or weird, but I just didn't, I didn't know that this guy, this big dude who played baseball, he was a jock. He played the violin, and he was apparently really good at it, like good enough to get into a prep school to play. And he was surprised that I was surprised, but I had no idea. I, didn't, I, had, I just thought he was this smart jock, and I had no clue that this dude that I had known for almost my entire life was like this really, really good violin player. And I had known this guy for so long, but I really felt like I didn't know him at all. Like, how was this, how was that even real? This dude, when was he even playing? I don't understand, I didn't understand. But here's the thing, you can have some, you can know somebody and not really know them. And the same thing is, is kind of true for yourself. You can hang out with a bunch of people and you can still ha not have very many people in your life who know know the real you, who really get who you are. For example, have you ever been through something or had to deal with something and you just, you just decided that you're not going to tell anyone? Um, it was emotional or it was tough and you decided, I'm just going to keep it to myself. And you just decided, I'm, 
I don't want to tell anyone. I don't think anybody else is going to understand or get it. Or maybe you did share it, and you felt like the people that you were sharing it to were just completely blank. Like they, they just didn't understand it whatsoever. For most of us, our friends are, like our close friends are probably the people who, who get us the most, right? And some of you may say that you have this bestie who like he totally, he or she totally gets you. And if so, that's awesome, but it probably doesn't go much further than that one, maybe two people. The majority of people don't feel like there's anyone out there who gets us 100%. And this is, this is something that's totally normal. But sometimes it'd be really nice, right, if there was more people who understood who we were. All of our quirks, all of our interests, our hobbies, our struggles, our fears, people who really get who you are. But instead, most of the time, we just feel like nobody really gets us. And you know who else feels that way is literally almost everybody else. The truth is that the, the nobody gets me or nobody knows the real me feeling is not easy, but it's kind of normal. I even struggle with this a lot, if I'm being honest. I have always had this idea that I felt like, eh, yeah, there's people out there who know who I am, but nobody actually gets what really drives me or who I am. This idea of personal, it matters so much. Because whether you realize it or not, as humans, you're, you're actually wired to be known. You were made to have somebody that gets you, who understands you, and knows what your real world is like. And this is what brings us back to a guy named Zacchaeus. And Tebow talked about him a little bit last week. And we started talking about his encounter with Jesus. And Jesus, um, in this part of the Bible, in the section of the Bible, it's in the New Testament, there, it's all eyewitness accounts from people who knew Jesus personally. And those were called the Gospels. And there are four of them, and they all come from different perspectives. They didn't all just share the same exact story the same exact way. Sometimes they were writing two different people, which actually affected the details that they included. And here's what I mean. The Gospel of Luke is the only gospel that tells the story of Zacchaeus. And there, there really is a reason for it. It's because Luke was writing to a mostly non-Jewish audience. And the first followers of Jesus were Jewish. So they kind of figured that everyone who followed Jesus would have also been Jewish. But that's not the way that Jesus operated. Jesus wasn't like that. He was for anyone from any background. It didn't matter who you were or what you were. So it was natural for non-Jewish people to feel like they didn't really fit in or that the others didn't really get them. So in Luke's gospel, there are, there are a lot of stories about people who didn't didn't feel like they necessarily fit in with everyone around them. And it's pretty easy to see now that these are the people that Luke wrote about because they were the people that Luke was writing to. He wanted his readers to see how Jesus treated people who were just like them, felt like they didn't fit in. And Luke shares the story of Zacchaeus, who like we learned last week, he was kind of an outsider. He was on the outside of the group 
who wasn't popular. He was a Jewish tax collector, which was during that time a really, really bad thing to be. The short version of why this was so bad was because he was basically a sellout and a traitor to the people around him. But then Jesus comes to town and it changes everything for him. Jesus comes to town, everyone's dying to see Jesus. They wanna see Jesus. By this point, Jesus was super famous. Like everybody knew his name. People wanted to know, is he like all those rumors that we heard? Is he really healing people and performing miracles? Is he really challenging the powers in charge? Is he doing all of these things or is it just rumors that we hear? Is this Jesus guy all that he's really talked up to be? Everyone wanted to see what Jesus was like, and Zacchaeus was absolutely no different. So he shows up. He said, Jesus is going to be there, so am I. So to get a better view of Jesus, Zacchaeus climbs up into a tree. He was a little guy. He was short. He wasn't big whatsoever. He was like me. So getting a higher, higher view would only have helped him to see what was going on. But, but also... I kind of imagine that Zacchaeus wasn't exactly sure how Jesus would feel about a guy like him, a guy who collected taxes for the Romans and probably kept a little extra in his pockets just for himself. And Jesus was the guy who looked out for the poor and looked out for the mistreated people, and nobody was better at mistreating them or making them poor than Zacchaeus was. So he kind of figured... I bet Jesus isn't really going to like me, so I'm going to get up in this tree. I'm going to get out of sight, out of mind, and I'm just going to see what happens. But then the craziest thing kind of happens because Jesus looks up. He sees him in the tree, and he calls out to him, and then he invites himself over to Zacchaeus' house for dinner. And Luke tells it like this. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. We hear that and we think, okay, that's, that's a little bold, a little weird, inviting yourself over for dinner. Cook me dinner, I'm coming over, no warning. If somebody did that to me, I would be completely weirded out and probably tell them no. But in the context of this culture that we're in in the Bible, it was an honor to host someone for dinner. It really was. Having someone in your home, it like sent this message of friendship to everyone around you. So Zacchaeus wasn't sitting up in that tree thinking Jesus was rude for inviting him or weird. He was most likely sitting in that tree thinking, I can't believe Jesus would want to come have dinner with me. And he announced it in front of everyone, loud enough to where everyone could hear it. It wasn't even a secret. He didn't care who knew he was going to come eat with me, spend time with me. In fact, Luke writes this. So Zacchaeus came down at once and welcomed Jesus gladly. So why did Jesus invite himself over? And I think the truth behind it is it's because Jesus cared about what Zacchaeus cared about. And even though it didn't really seem like it on the outside looking in, or if you just looked at Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus cared about a lot of things, and he cared about belonging and being accepted, and being seen, and being known. And how do I know that? Because he was a human, and we literally all want that, right? Like, we all want to feel those things. 
We want it more when we feel like we don't belong anywhere too. And that's exactly where he was in a place where he felt out of place, outside of the group. He wasn't a part of it. He just wanted to feel seen and accepted. Zacchaeus lived his, his life as an outsider at this point. As a Jewish man, he didn't fit in with Romans, even though he worked for them. And he didn't fit in with his Jewish neighbors because he taxed them on behalf of the Roman government. So the Romans didn't like him because he was Jewish, and the Jewish people didn't like him because he took their money. So Zacchaeus wasn't just climbing a tree to, to see Jesus. He was climbing a, a tree to see if he, if he mattered to Jesus and to see if Jesus knew what mattered to him. And don't, don't miss this. It surprised everyone. Like it wasn't, no one expected Jesus to do this. Even though Jesus was performing miracles and he was helping the poor, Zacchaeus was such a bad dude that no one expected Jesus to reach out to him. People did not expect a friendship to form between Jesus and the local outcast. They liked Jesus and they wanted to be around him, but they did not want to be around Zacchaeus. In fact, they all probably thought they already knew everything that they needed to know about Zacchaeus. It was a done deal. There's nothing that could change who he was. As a tax collector, they knew exactly what he was like, and they didn't want to be associated with him whatsoever. But this isn't Jesus, and it wasn't Jesus. Jesus knew that just because Zacchaeus had this label of a tax collector or of an outsider, that it didn't tell the whole story of who he really really was. It turns out Jesus actually knew Zacchaeus better than anyone around him did. Jesus understood that Zacchaeus was a person who wanted to belong. And Jesus went over to his place to show him that he did. And if you've ever wondered what Jesus thinks about you, this story of Zacchaeus is hopefully kind of an encouragement. Maybe you've Maybe you've always felt that there were certain things that, that mattered to Jesus, right? For example, you thought Jesus cared about your Bible reading, but not your grades. You thought Jesus cared about praying, but not your friendships. He cared about holy stuff, but not real life stuff. He cares about your cussing, but not your anxiety. Or Jesus cares about your obedience, but not your relationship with your dad. Or cares about your sexual purity, but doesn't care about your dating relationships. And today I want you to know that those things that matter to you, they matter to Jesus too. The things that interest you, interest him. He doesn't just know that you love basketball or anime or theater, but he gets why. He understands why. And he gets you personally. Think of it this way. It's personal because Jesus knows what matters to you. And I don't know about you, but this, was, this wasn't the image that I always had of Jesus when I grew up. I didn't think Jesus necessarily cared about a whole lot of what I cared about. I didn't think Jesus was like that whatsoever. The personal Jesus surprised Zacchaeus and definitely shocked the people around Zacchaeus. 
just like it is somewhat kind of shocking to us sometimes. And chances are, there are a lot of people around you every single day who would never guess that Jesus is so interested in them personally. That's why this week I want to challenge you to try these two ideas. Just give them a shot. And one is to talk to Jesus about what matters to you. Because Jesus cares about what you care about. So start there. Pray about it. Share it with him. Let him know the things that you like. Let him know the things that you worry about. Tell him the things that bring you energy in life. And tell him the things that absolutely drain you. Jesus is never bored hearing from you and about you because it's personal to him. And secondly, I want you to talk to others about what interests them. And this is really important. When it came to Zacchaeus, it was not personal for the crowd around him. They didn't care about him. They thought he was an outcast. They made assumptions about him. They didn't want to get to know him or get him. They just wrote him off. Jesus was the only one who knew what really mattered to Zacchaeus and knew that he wanted this sense of belonging and feeling accepted. It's possible that there are people that you've made assumptions about too. You have your own personal Zacchaeus, if you will. People who you think are one way because of what you've believed about them or what you've seen or what you've heard, but you've actually never made it personal to really find out. So maybe this week you can make it personal by being intentional and discovering the things that the people around you like, that others like. Let go of the ideas that you had about them and do for someone else what Jesus did for Zacchaeus. In his letter to the church in Philippi, the Apostle Paul writes about this exact idea that I'm talking about. He says, Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. So look out for the interests of others. That might mean you ask your friends questions and actually listen to their answers. Can't tell you how many times somebody asks you a question about how are you doing or what do you feel about this, and then they completely blank out right after they ask. Or maybe you play something that your little brother or your little sister loves to play. Or you go watch your friend play their sport even though you have absolutely no clue of what go, what's going on. Or you make an effort to include that kid who's in a grade that's younger than you and you don't really want to, but you do it anyways. Or you get to know someone who is completely different from you. And I think one of the best people at doing this in my life is actually my wife. She, she isn't interested in the music like I am, like I love music. She doesn't love sports. She thinks they're okay. And I talk about random facts that I have researched all day because I'm weird and I just like to fill my head up with random information that probably doesn't matter. But she's never once told me to stop talking about it. She always listens. In fact, she even asks questions about what I'm talking about. So at least is pretending she's interested. 
And if you ever want to make someone feel loved, this is how you do it, by listening, by asking questions, and actually caring about them as a person. From that verse on that Paul wrote, Paul goes on to talk about the character of Jesus and what Jesus was like. Paul said to make Jesus our model of how we are supposed to be. Because Jesus was selfless. He looked out for the interests of others no matter what. And we should do exactly the same thing. This is what makes us stand out as people who follow him. So often we, as Christians, only accept the people that we think it's easy to accept. But without any of this, without our faith, without Jesus, we wouldn't be where we are today either. Jesus accepts us, Jesus accepts everyone, so why is it that we limit it to just the people that it's easy to accept? Everybody needs somebody who, who knows their name and knows them personally. But I want you to think about something this week. Do you know what matters to the people around you? Like, really, do you know? Have you taken the time to be personal enough to try and, and get them, like to understand who they are? Not their name, not just what they look like or what sport they play, but who they really, really are. When we take the time to make it personal with others, then we're living like, like Jesus did. Jesus was never satisfied by making a judgment about a person from far, far away. He got close and he took time and he never let a label or an assumption inform his opinion. He cared about what mattered to others because they mattered to him, because they actually mattered to him. It's personal because Jesus knows what matters to you. Now you have the chance to go and do the same for others in your life. Let's pray. Lord, I just thank you so much for each and every person in this room. And I thank you for knowing us, for caring, for digging deep and actually wanting to know who we are. For not just keeping it surface level or writing any of us off. I thank you so much that you accept each and every one of us no matter what. And I pray that going forward in this week that we'll have the courage to do the same for the people around us. To love people like you love us. To put ourselves out there in a way that actually changes lives and changes the world because I think each and every person in this room has the ability to change this world. If you look around, we see brokenness. There's no unity. Everything is fighting from the top of our government all the way down to our families, Lord. And I just pray that each person in this room, no matter what they're feeling or what they've been through or how tough last year was or how tough this year has already started, Lord, that they'll realize that you care about who they are and that the people around them matter. And that if we just reach out to them and show them that we care, that it can change lives and it can change the world. In your name we pray, amen.